Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom Podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chatroom. My name is Katie. And my name is Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And today we're going to be talking about whether or not early years practitioners and their settings should consider going on strike. So if you've paid attention to the news at all in the last couple of weeks, you'll have noticed that lots of different sectors in England and the UK in general have been striking from the NHS to transport. And of course, the one that will have affected us most in education is teachers, which has caused us to think, is that something we should be considering in the private sector? So we put out on social media post asking people for their comments on the strikes and one person commented saying we are underappreciated, underpaid, overworked, we need our voices heard and at the moment we are being walked all over. I think that's a very interesting take because I feel like I don't know how long you guys have been early as practitioners for but it feels like since I started eight years ago it's been the same problems over and over again and it feels like it's really coming to a bit of a head now with other sectors coming up and saying that they're going through similar problems. So I think that comments are reiterated by many practitioners, especially in the same setting, like conversations can be had between you and they all feel the same way about the value and the pay and that sort of thing. So definitely with the teachers striking, it's added a lot of momentum to it. Yeah, the momentum's definitely growing. I think it's becoming more like visible and people are speaking out a lot more than they used to. I think when I started in early years, like people would talk about it, but I feel like it's become more... Obviously, since the strikes have been on the TV and the news and things, I think people, especially in the private sector now, are starting to think, you know what, we need to say something about this. I think before we didn't necessarily have the tools to do that. I don't think unions have ever really been a massive thing for the private sector. I remember being actively encouraged at university and having specific lectures from the different unions coming to talk to us about our rights and why we should join them. And I think the way that the private sector works, and most people who are early years practitioners in the private sector have come through an apprenticeship or a college, and I don't think you get that same education on your rights and responsibilities. So I think it's really brought to the front that actually, if it's something the early years sector wanted to do, we could do as well. I don't think I was part of a union no. when I worked. At the, to be fair, I don't think I actually considered it at all. Like I didn't stop and think, oh, I should be part of one in case. I think people now are starting to say, look, we need to be part of one. There needs to be something for us, as well as the other sectors. I was signed up at uni because when we started uni, we all signed up. I used to get all the stuff through in the emails. And then when I was in settings and stuff, I didn't really like pay attention to it because I always just thought it was for teachers. So something more focused on um, early years practitioners in the early years private sector, I think would be very valued. I think a lot of people that work in nurseries and preschools as well, it's it, either their first job or it's what we're all trained to do so we don't tend to know a lot outside of what the immediate day-to-day role is so we don't know about as much about the rights and responsibilities that the employer should have that the government much more importantly in this situation that the government should have in taking care of us in our roles because we all know that the first five years are the most important in a child's life what we do every day at nursery or preschool at home with the families they shape the rest of the children's lives. So I think building on from that as well, it's quite nice to see that with uh, Princess Kate and the Shaping Us campaign, putting the emphasis and the importance on early years and bringing that to the forefront. So hopefully that will make the government realise and early years sector and us as early years practitioners will get more recognition and this will change. So one of the other comments that we got through social media was from a lady who said, my 18 year old earns more money than I do working at co-op. I love my job, 
but it certainly got got more stressful throughout the years but i do it because i love it that's like a really nice one to hear yeah. as well actually like we've all i'm sure you guys must have heard about eight million times and i see it on social media all the time the comment about supermarkets but we do have like a really cool job as well i love working in the baby room when you do you know when a baby takes their first steps my heart fills up as if they're my kid but when they say their first words i'm still just as excited as their parents are so i do think we were in a really fortunate situation that we do have such a great job in that respect yeah definitely i think that you always ask the question like why do you work in early years and it always comes back like seeing them grow their personalities develop all the learning and stuff and so it is the rewarding most rewarding job but there is the other side to it so it's nice to know that people are staying in the job for the right reasons. I think in childcare you do it, you don't do it for the money, Definitely you do it not. for the fact that you want to help children learn and like we said the first five years of their lives are the most important and to say that we can have an impact on that That's is cool. really mm-hmm. good. So yeah you might be stressed and go home and have a cry sometimes but then you might go in the next day and a child tells you how much they love you and you're their favourite person and then that kind of all, the stress kind of just goes away. Do you remember before when Charlotte was telling us about, was it a cupboard at your nursery to go and have a crying? Oh, the crying (laughs) cupboard. Yeah, we had a cupboard where if you were a bit stressed or overwhelmed and obviously we wanted to be professional so we didn't want to cry in the room in front of the children where you could go and kick things and scream (laughs) and throw things and people knew, they were like, Right, that person needs a bit of time and we just let them have the cupboard space. The cupboard space, give them a minute. And then you'd come out, you'd be, get yourself together and you'd go back in the room and you'd like carry on and just... It's a stressful job, so you, yeah. need, the, you need the breather. It was like a well-being room. I feel like that should be put into the plan <laughs> of like every nursery, like every nursery yeah. should have this room to just ease all the worries. Well, I, I did go in there once and... I threw something and the, all the beds fell on me, so um, you do have to be careful, health and safety and all that. That was a red on the risk assessment. Yeah. We have another comment that was from TikTok and the lady said, as a mum who pays out 75% of her earnings to her child's nursery, she does agree that we need to be paid more, but so do other people in other jobs and striking is not the answer. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective because I don't know if you guys ever saw the invoices you'd be giving out to parents every month or when you would see the prices of your nest. It is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And when you think about your monthly pay packet, it is a huge amount. It's hard to say whether striking is or isn't the answer though. I can kind of I do see it from both perspectives because it's the children and their day that's impacted. I think when it comes to it being a public sector job, striking probably is the way to go because it's the government that are paying and it makes the government talk and sit down so it's a bit of a different perspective to do it from private so you're kind of striking against your company like would that be the right answer i don't know but like you say it's massive in the news now about um the cost of childcare and one parent having to quit their job and go part-time or not work just because they're spending more on childcare than they are getting in a wage so to know what to do about sending the child to nursery or not. Yeah, that's such a good point because the whole conversation I've been thinking, this is a government issue. And even though all of the issues and things that we're talking about, they come from a, a much larger place than just the setting you work at. The reality is, is it, the biggest impact is going to be your nursery or preschool. It's going to be where you work that feel the effect of you going on strike. And that's something to consider. And there's a whole legal process mm-hmm. and things associated with strikes, which... I'm not here to comment on, but it's important. I think coming back to government as well, I think what would help is them giving more funding for 
earlier sector and then nurseries being able to spend that money better and then pay their staff more in terms of that so if you're striking in that sense i think it would be yeah it'd be worth it i know the funding that the government pays a lot of settings for funded children doesn't actually match up to what the setting which charges their normal hourly rate which straight away puts them into a deficit and any company like that their biggest expenditure every month is staff and it's us that would it's us as practitioners that feel that deficit with our pay packets every month i do feel like parents do appreciate us they do but it is hard for them because they obviously have to work and pay for their children to go to nursery so i think everyone's just feeling it at the moment as well with the cost of living and everything going up so it's just a bit it's just a tough Tough world. But hats off to all the practitioners that are going in every day and still doing their job and helping them children develop. Right, we've got time for one more comment and this one says, yes, I agree you should strike. Ratios are stretched, staffing crisis, staff burnout, constant illness, 10 hours plus working days. And honestly, people can't go on. We do not play all day. <laughs> how, many, how many times have you heard that i think the big one there is you've just we've spoke about the rest of it i think but you just play all day that really does grow my case yeah especially when people make comments about oh you, have you played with lego today no actually do you know the fine motor skills that are developed using lego do you want to talk about imagination needed to develop that it's actually a math skill huh <laughs> so yeah maybe i did some lego today but that kid's like developed the next five years of their life because of that lego session <laughs> i used to say to people who used to comment spend one day doing my job mm-hmm. and you will completely see that phrase you've just said in a different light yeah you've got to be a special type of person i think You've got to have many skills. Do you want to get oh, really yeah. cheesy? You have to be full of love. And <laughs> <laughs> patience. So we thought we'd start a new little um, segment at the end of the podcast and we reached out to you to hear about your practitioner problems, so any worries, queries or general like questions that you have that we could help you answer because you know we're here to help you as well. So we've had a few responses and one of them is probably relatable to a lot of people and that is we are near to opening one word, dot, 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 Ofsted in capital letters. <laughs> please, please ease my nervousness. So I can imagine many practitioners can relate to this one and it's a worry of all of you. My advice would be is to remember that they're not there to shut you down or tell you that you're doing a terrible job. They actually just want to see that you're providing a safe, warm, positive environment for the children. And the reality is, is almost all, if not all settings, are probably doing that anyway. But if you're in a room doing an activity and you're getting observed, know that's intimidating. But just do what you do every day. Because you're you're probably brilliant at what you do. And it's just trying to remember that even when they're staring at you. I think if you're consistent every day and they can see that what you're doing, these children, you know, they're doing it. Yeah, it's having an impact and you're doing the right thing day in, day out. It will show on that offset visit. I feel like some people try to pretend to be stuff that they're not when you don't really need to be. You just need to be yourself and do what you do every day because obviously you will be doing the right thing. I think Ofsted would see through you yeah, as well yeah. if you're doing something completely different because the children would be like, oh, this, yeah. isn't, this is not when we normally go mm-hmm. for snack. I think one of the main things as well, like, and I gained this when I went to Nursery World and a lot of the people there were saying about the nerves and stuff and they said, like, if you're nervous, that's fine. We can see that, but we just want to see what goes on every day. Like, 
a lot of the nervousness probably comes from as well that you hear about bad reports in the area you only hear about the bad ones like don't really like honing on the bad ones think of all the good ones and how many settings do get good and outstanding it's rare that there's many that need improvement and stuff so don't get too hung up on oh what if it's going to be bad and let that take over your nerves That's... i mean i blanked at a question of the signs of abuse which i knew yeah and when she asked me i didn't know any of them and i stood and stared at her for five minutes and said can you please just give me a minute it will come to me and she said yes that's fine and then i remembered them and then she said to me after she said i could tell you knew what you wanted to say but you just was that nervous you couldn't get it get it out and then because i let you have that breather and i sort of stepped back from you you then just said the correct answer and then everything else flowed after that and she said she did really well but inspectors do take that into consideration that's what i gained from nurse real as well they'd know that you're going to be like that and like from your experience as well she understands that you're going to be nervous and give you the time so don't be scared of the inspector <laughs> one of my old sayings they always used to say don't be afraid to say to the inspector i haven't got the answer right now but i know where to find that answer because we've all yeah. got things like british values displays or on your planning board you've got things you know where the policies are so as long as you can say if this is happening i know where to get that information from straight away that's okay too there's so much to know you can't be expected to know it off the top of your head so as long as you know where to get the info you're golden and obviously nerves can be kind of lessened if it comes with a bit of preparation so we've got a lot of resources on twinkle that have been specifically tailored for ofsted inspections and ofsted help within day nurseries and preschool we've got an Ofsted hub, which is a blog that looks at all of the different areas that might happen during your inspection, anything that might happen before and after, the different bits of paperwork and things that come with that. And my personal favourite resource that we've created as part of the Ofsted range is it's a list of questions that Ofsted are likely to ask you. We gained that list by asking people who have recently been inspected and we'll update it when it needs updating. And it's not to say that they'll definitely ask you those, but it will give you a good firm base to work from when they come to your setting. Yeah, so just like use them questions as preparation, like hand them out to each room and then they can go around and ask each other, quiz each other and that little bit of preparation is for when the day actually comes. So to round it off, just be yourself and do what you do every day with the love that you have for those children on the job that you do. And it will shine through. I feel like I'm going to wipe away a tear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so beautiful working in early years. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. We hope it's been helpful for you. As always, you can find us on any of our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And of course, you can go to twinkle.co.uk to find out even more. Uh, but we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.